All right, well, we're going we're gonna to get into this work. We're talking about breaking the chains of torment. And it's so interesting. I was talking to Pastor Mel about this. She, she uh, Marcus, you're going to have to give me some two, one, some type of help. <laughs> 17, 8. Uh, but we were, I'll trust you when you feel that you're there. Uh, but we were talking about the coincidence that, it's not a coincidence, but the timing of the discipleship training class. Discipleship training class in the sanctuary is the uh, Disciples Victory, but it's actually talking about, today was, uh, uh, let me get it right, uh, was it under attack? Yeah, under attack. But uh, uh, she's going to be walking through just, uh, well, she walked through this morning, just the different aspects of how the devil tries to attack your life. You know, and, you know, all the different names, uh, the different purposes uh, that he has, and how he's slick. He's a trickster. He's going to try to trick you. Uh, but, you know, what really stood out this morning when she was talking, which, you know, it's going to line in what we're talking about in terms of getting our minds back from torment, was uh, the whole buy-in thing. You know, so Pastor Mel said that, the adversary for years has tried to get her to buy into lies, right, to buy into lies. Because once it gets you bought in, once it gets you bought in, he got you, right? And once you start to believe it, you know, you know, you know how you, you, see, see, see how many people, see how many, see how many like uh, uh, hallelujahs and stuff we get, all right, it's fighting for people online. So you know how he's back in the day, you know, you, you get paranoid, you think, somebody's that you're with is with somebody else and you, you know, you, you, you roll up in a party or you break, break in their house, you know, and all to realize you were wrong. Anybody ever did that before? Raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Probably wasn't going to get no hands raised on that one, right? (laughs) But, but what I'm saying is like, and I was nice. I said back in the day. Right, I was nice. I said back in the day. But some people ain't back in the day. You know, we can get so, you ever like just blow the promotion, you know, because, you know, talk yourself into believing that you're not as valuable as you are. Right? Right? Yeah. You forgot about that. Okay, all right. You know, you're convinced that you're not, people don't, somebody doesn't like you. Right? Well, how do you, you start talking like that? You bought in. You know, you don't even try out because they don't want. Now, I'll just use me. So there's a guy that made the team in high school because I didn't try out. Now, I created this fight, which I wasn't a fighter, but I created a fight because I got tired of this particular person. You might watch this, but I'm going to say this person, and you know who you are, stealing my stuff. So, and would take it home. On the weekends. So I put my, my tennis shoes, sneakers, tennis shoes, I, sneakers in New Jersey, but I moved here from Ohio, okay? All right, so I uh, put my sneakers in front of the door. They, he tripped over my sneakers. So I said, why'd you kick my sneakers? And I punched him in the face. Now, but I wasn't a fighter. I just, I just created, I guess I, had, I needed justification. <laughs> Right, I need justification, right? And so I, I, I hurt my finger. I didn't really damage it that bad, but I did hurt it. You know, I, I could move it around. So I used that as my justification to stop the tryout. So I didn't even go back. And so the coach is like, where you been? And well, yeah, we were looking for you. Well, I hurt my finger. Well, we, we could have sent you to a trainer. Like, why'd you just not show up? But really what he didn't know is in my head, I counted. Oh, they probably already got their team. So a guy made the team because of me, right? And so, so you think I would learn my lesson, right? Did the same thing in college too. I'm a captain, you know, I, I, I walked onto the team, so they had to put me on their the little JV farm team, made me a captain. So me and one other guy was the only people that was going to make the team. But I thought you had to try out every year because I didn't play in high school. Because remember, I let somebody else make the team. So I looked, I said, ah, 
that's probably a recruit. That's probably a recruit. They probably already got their team. So they sent all types of people to ask me, where was you at? We was looking for you. Like, what are you doing? Like, and then that North New Jersey came out of me. Man, what I look like? Run up. I curse back then. I don't curse now. Run up and down the court and ain't going to play. Man, please. So now they think, what's wrong with this kid? Right? He's a head case. Well, really, he wasn't a head case. He was just insecure. Right? I bought into that. I, like, I was already on the team. Right? So it took me two more years to get a position that I already had. Right? All right, so, so work with me here because I think I'm talking about basketball and me. Right? See, sometimes we get all in our head. I've had people walk up to me over the years, man, uh, you know, do, do you like me? I was like, huh? What are you talking about? Well, I didn't think you liked me. I said, based on what? Like, we had no conversation. <laughs> like, like, but they done got in their head. All right? So, so you, you with me on this. So it's this buy-in. Now, what is he trying to get us to buy into? Lies. Lies. Right? Right? You can, you can buy into the lie that this happy person that's always smiling, getting along, is arrogant, not the person God sent into your life so you can become happy. How many people feel bad when other people around them are so happy? Oh, I'm not getting no hands. We ain't getting no, where we at? Hey, man, come on. So let me ask you this. Let's flip it, though. You weren't happy when you saw them happy. So now you're the happy person. People shouldn't be happy. You're arrogant. You think you all that? We can't be happy? Okay, all right. See, I'm, I'm just, just locating to see where everybody's at. Let's get into the Word. See, y'all, just get to the Word, Pastor. Get to the Word. I said, Pastor Mal used this. Oh, let me see. Now, I don't know if I want to start there. Ooh, wee. If y'all want to see how my, my head is, is weird today. I was back there. I thought I was about to fall out. You understand. It's your fault. All right, so Genesis 3. <laughs> Genesis 3. I'm, I'm not going to read all of it. I'll just talk about Genesis 3 because Pastor Mel actually talked about it in the 915. But that's, that's Satan starting this whole process to getting in people's heads, right? So he tried to get in Eve's head, right? So he, gets, he tells Eve, you know, like, what did God tell you about the tree? Well, he says that we can't eat it or touch it, right? Right? We can't eat it or touch it. Is that what God said? That's not what he said? Oh, y'all must be some word people. You see, I saw a whole lot of no. But what did God say? Can't eat it, right? So where to get Eve get to eat and to touch it? So now I got to watch who's doing the telephone, who I'm getting the information from, Right? Right? So, but he knew enough to know Eve was just going by what she heard. She didn't find out for herself. She didn't search the scriptures to see if it's so. She wasn't really thorough in the accuracy and the detail of what the word actually said. So, if you're not thorough, he can flip the script on you quick, right? Because he can have you what? Second-guessing yourself. And once I get you second-guess yourself, the adversary is saying, ah, I can get you to buy into the lie. So he says, oh, that's not true. You, you, sh- you won't surely die. He's just worried that it's going to make you like God. Now, what were they before Satan showed up? Made in what? God's image after God's likeness. So buying into lies to convince you that you have to work, hustle, or prove something that you already are. You already have what you need. Well, his goal is what? To convince you what? You're not enough. Bigger than that, God's not enough. Right? Right? Once he does that, 
he can flip the script on you. He gets you to buy into a lie, right? All right, so we know that's how, that's how everything started, right? And so what's so interesting is that the, the, the devil is so interesting because he's, uh, he's deceived them or cast them uh, into the lake of fire and brimstone. Uh, look, look, this, this is, I'm sorry, this is uh, Revelations 20.10. So, so why is the adversary going through the trouble of deceiving us after he got kicked out of heaven? We talked about this last week a little bit because uh, Revelations 20.10, sorry, I told you, got to get my head clear. Uh, it says the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and false prophets are, right? It says, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Shall be doing, shall go into what? Torment, how much? Day and night for how long? Forever. All right, so, so his end goal is what? He's going to be tormented day and night. And so we talked about this last week, how misery loves company. So I don't want to just be tormented day and night. I want to bring some people along. You know, I want to, uh, uh, Pastor Bell was saying this earlier today, how, you know, once he starts, like she was talking about his patience, like he'll keep nagging at you with the same thing over and over and over and over again. Now, think about how our minds sometimes are jacked up because of the one mistake that he keeps telling you over and over and over again. I mean, it could have been, I gave up my virginity. It could have been, uh, I dated the person that I said I would never date it and they, they took advantage of me. It could have been, I've never been played and I got played before. You know, just, you know, just pick whatever's on the list. Right, it could have been I said I would never do drugs and I started doing drugs, right? I, it could have been the, the videos that I'm watching that no, no one knows about, right? But what he's, what he's doing, he's not going to let you off the hook. He's going to, like, look at you. Like, when, you, when he offers it to you, he's going to be like, Man, yo, are you kidding me? I mean, listen, you, you've been doing hard as a Christian. What's this one little thing? Man, enjoy yourself. Then after you enjoy yourself, you're like, idiot, how, what kind of Christian are you? Watching that stuff. Oh, you definitely better not sit in the fifth row this week. You better sit in the back because you know them people be discerning. As soon as they find out what you've been watching, they'll never speak to you again. You're worthless. That position you was looking for, you'll never get it. Then you leave out church and he goes, look at you. You couldn't even really get the word today because of your dumbness. You keep doing, watching that stuff over and over and over when you call yourself a Christian. Oh, you're disgusting. You might as well don't even go back to church now because you was doing fine. And look at you. You're, you're, you're flawed now. Who's going to want to, like, listen to you and your gifting? Who's going to want to use you? Everybody else in church is perfect. You're not perfect. Stay home. Matter of fact, you need to stay away. You don't do good with people anyway. Most people don't even like you. The whole goal is to get you isolated. Because once I got you isolated, you're fair game and I got your mind. See, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I, this, is, this is, you know, I watched this over the years, but when we were coming up in the street, I watched guys manipulate relationships. And the way they would manipulate relationships is isolate the person. You need to keep you away from your family, your friends, all the other people you talk to, because they're going to give you a consideration that different from what I'm telling you. But if I get you by myself, I've created the world, I've created the authority, I've created the influence, I've created the value. And now, so you're only going to move based on what I say. But if you get around other people, they're going to have you question my values, question my authority, and question how we move. Now, I'm not going to be able to manipulate your mind. Now, I saw, I've seen, seen guys master that. I've seen parents master that. Well, keep the whole family in the house. And all everybody thinks that whatever dad says is the whole world. 
And the whole time, dad is dysfunctional and irresponsible, but nobody knows because they won't go outside of the culture, right? Right, so, so where do you think this stuff came from? It's the adversary. The adversary is trying to keep us uh, forsaking the assembling of the saints, keep us from being connected to um, love, truth, challenge, uh, correction, rebuke, the things that grow us, right? You know those things grow you, right? You know, can't nobody tell me nothing don't grow you, right? You know that, right? Y'all know that? Because I only got like a, a few that shoes. Y'all don't realize can't nobody tell me nothing means all you got is all you know. And when, and when you don't know what you don't know, you don't grow. Okay, all right, all right. So we're talking about the adversary manipulating your mind. Let's, get, let's keep going here. So God knew what the adversary's trick was, so he sent us his only begotten son to release us from it, right? Sent us Jesus to pay the price to release us from the bondage, right? But, but I, I shared this years ago. Uh, I've shared it a thousand times because it's not mine, but I was listening to a song by Mississippi Mass Choir, and it had the, uh, this uh, sermon on the cage birds. Y'all remember me sharing that? And how, you know, the guy had these birds, and he would poke them and prod them. Every time they would come to the door of the cage, <clears throat> he would stab them, you know, cut them. And, you know, and the, the birds, what? They back off the, the, the opening of the cage door. All right, so then uh, this guy sees him. He said, what are you, you going to do with those birds? He said, I'm going to keep poking them and prodding them, tormenting them. He says, but I'm gonna, eventually I'm going to take them up on a the hill and I'm going to kill them. He says, well, he says, well, I'll buy those birds from you. He says, well, how much you want to pay for them? He says, he says, well, tell you what. He says, he says it's going to cost you everything. He says, I don't care what it costs. I'll pay for the birds. So he pays a life's ransom for these birds. Takes, the guy takes the birds up on the hill, opens the cage to set them free. But they wouldn't go nowhere that door. You know why? They have been tormented so long. Now the torment went from physical to mental. They were now not just locked up in the cage. They were locked up in their minds. And every time they may try to make a move, their minds told them, I'm going to be cut, tormented. I'm, the uncertainty, I could die. And so the, the sermon switched over to this is what Jesus did. He saw Satan having a bunch of men and women of God bound. And poking them and priding them and tormenting them. Jesus said, hey, what you going to do with them? He says, well, I'm going to keep tormenting them for a while. Then I'm going to kill them. He says, well, tell you what. I'll buy them from you. He says, it's going to cost you a lot. It's going to cost you your life. So he gave his life. Bought us back. We free. But guess what? This is where we're still bound, right here, right? We're free. Galatians 4 says, why would you fall back to the weak and begotry elements where you desire again to be in bondage? Galatians 4 verse 8. That's an audible, y'all, for people back there that's trying to follow along, right? All right, so, so, so he sent Christ to destroy the works of the devil, 1 John 3, 8. Right? Destroy the works of the devil. All right, let's, go, let's look at 1 John 3, 8 real quick. This is going a little different than I planned, probably because the Holy Spirit knows what he's doing. All right, so 1 John 3, 8. King James Version. It says, he that committed sin is of the devil. He that committed sin is of who? The devil. Okay. It says, for the devil sinneth from the beginning, right? It says, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy what? The works of the devil, right? See, the devil was disobedient from the beginning and is recruiting teammates of disobedience. And so, so we live in this culture where the culture finds outs 
to excuse disobedience. But Pastor Mel was talking earlier how, well, it was a combination of Pastor Mel's teaching and the people that chimed in, but how anytime we yield to the devil in disobedience, the slightest disobedience, we're opening the door because he's what? Seeking whom he may devour. Now, I get this. I get this. This is, this is, your, this is our line here. Nobody's perfect. I now, now, the goal is for us to strive for perfection because the scripture says, be perfect as I am perfect, complete, mature. But to say nobody's perfect is to say nobody's mature. Or, the, or to say, well, can't nobody be perfect is to say, can't nobody be mature. I might as well be a child for the rest of my life, right? Right? But you don't see a whole lot of people saying that, right? right. Well, there are quite a few people saying that. <laughs> quite a few acting childish. You know, you know, I'm sorry. You know, uh, 12-year-olds and 30-year-old bodies. All right, but that was my point. So what I'm trying to say is, is our goal is to try to live as righteous as possible, right? To guard our heart with all diligence. For out of it flows the issues of life, right? Protect our hearts. Because if, if you don't protect your heart, then you're just going to leave it open for anything, right? Right? All right, so, so but the culture has it set up where it's, it's all good. See, if you buy that lie, you live a life with an unprotected heart because you're exposing yourself to everything because it's all good, right? Or what's the big deal? Or, 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 or we, we say it's balance. So in our culture now, balance is good and evil. So if I'm doing good, I got to do some evil to balance it out, right? See, 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 I, the response for the people watching on, on, online was no. That's because we're actually focusing on what I'm talking about. But how are we living? We're actually living like that. How does the person that's been towing the line to virginity and righteousness and gets weary with doing what some of us wish we could do? Why do they get worried? Because everything in the culture says, why are you trying to, to, to be righteous? Why are you trying to live right? What, what benefit is that? Once you get to buy the lie, now you start to open up the compromise. You start dipping and slipping, right? I'm, I'm gonna just, I just use me. Like, honestly, I was trying to live right even though I was in the hood. And one day I was like, well, maybe it's me. It's like, now again, I'm limited. <laughs> I'm in Newark. I'm kind of living. I'm not all over, right? I'm just in my culture. I'm like, well, maybe it's me. You know, since nobody's thinking like this, I could be tripping. Dumbest thing I ever said in my entire life. So then I said, well, can't knock it until you at least try it. Do you understand when you try evil, you just don't walk away? You know, you just don't walk. Once you taste, you just don't like, huh? Yeah, that's nasty. It just doesn't work that way. I, I wish it would have, but don't work that way. Once you, you know, the first time you, you do something where it's uh, participating in pharmaceutical substances and stuff like that, it's always good on the front end. But see, it, it's the gift that keeps on tearing you apart. So, so, so I can't go back in time. Like, I'm not even feeling bad. I can't go back in time, but I can show, make sure other people don't be going through that nonsense. Because we think we can play around with the devil and win. I'm just playing with him right now. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, you know, I'm just going to go right up in there. I'm going to be around all these people that open their lives to the devil. But no, nah, I'm going to be holy. Do you think it works that way? No. Those demons see you walk in that spot and go, whoa, whoa. Everybody stop what they're doing. 
You see the movies when somebody walk into the, uh, in the Western, when they walk into the, the, the bar and everybody. <laughs> you walk in, into a spot, you was in church, you worshiping, stuff like that, and you walk up into a spot, everybody freeze. <laughs> like you walk up to a biker's club. Everybody freeze and go, whoa, we got an empty vessel up in here. It's like you just went, got locked up. Sorry about that, to use that scenario, <laughs> right? They, they, they like, oh, no, 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 this is fresh. This is fresh. Why would we stay occupied, overcrowded in these vessels when we can go into that empty vessel right there? So I was, I was doing a, a Bible study with the uh, Ohio State football team. And so, so we would do it at 7 o'clock. And so, so I noticed something that after they ate, a lot of guys was not staying for Bible study. And it was moving fast. And so I'm like, what's going on? So I was one of the players, I was like, what's going on? He's like, oh, it's the Janet Jackson concert. I wasn't supposed to say the name, but too late. All right. So this <laughs> is an actual story. So, so, so I was like, in my mind, I was thinking, are we serious right now? But. One of the guys saw the look on my face. He said, what did he say? Uh, preference of entertainment. He, he used a nice word. You know, this is one of the players. Preference of entertainment. And see, so how I did Bible studies, I would come with a topic, but I was open for anything. And so when he said preference of entertainment, I said, guess what Bible study going to be about today? Preference of entertainment. So he says, so, so he, he comes in. Well, I, What's wrong with it? With Janet Jackson conference. I said, okay, so you guys come here every week and you, you're claiming Christianity, right? I said, you walk up in that concert. Who's showing up at the Janet Jackson concert? I said, oh, is they coming to worship? Holy? They, they're going to see Janet Jackson because of her singing. All these football players was going to see her because of her singing. I'm just let y'all think that one through, cause y'all y'all act, y'all don't be real with me. Y'all just try to like some of y'all probably went to see Jan Jackson a couple months ago. I don't I don't even know if she's still singing, and you know. But but what? But my point is, my point is, can we just be honest? Like you want to keep real in church? What did those those guys go? Don't say it out loud, please. But why did they? They didn't go for her singing, right? So I said, most of the people up in there are up there for what? What spirits are influencing them? And you think you're going to walk in there with your, your super Christian, and those demons are going to be like, hey, let's go over here because super Christian's here. No, they're going to jump all on you. I said, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, do we don't think these things through. Uh, Pastor Mel talked about it. Uh, some other people talked about earlier, there's spiritual activity around us all the time. Do you think all of a sudden you're depressed? Just out of nowhere, you, you're just walking around depressed. You're having a great day and you're depressed. You don't think that's a spirit attacking you? And then you go, I don't know what's wrong with me. Then you go off on the people around you. Do you understand that was the goal of the spirit? Do you understand that there's, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. There's activity around us all the time. But since we don't walk in the spirit, we can't see what's happening in the spirit realm. Keeping it real, you don't even like that person. You just can't shake that spirit. It's, these people have been stealing your life. But you keep running around them. Why? Oh, newsflash. The Lord told me to tell you this one. They are not your friends. You just can't shake the spirit. You're being manipulated and you're helping it. Do you think you would do that in your right mind? No, it's a spirit. Why would you take poison in your body every day 
and justify it as, oh, this is different. Okay, let me, let me see how I could do this. And a whole lot of young, young, young people in here. All right, so, so I participated in something where we made, uh, uh, let's see, how can I say it? I mean, how could I do this? I don't know how to explain this, <laughs> you know? Well, of course, you want me to give it to you straight. Well, I'm trying to be as tactful as possible. Well, okay, so the pharmaceuticals that I participated in, I cooked, okay? No, this was way before that stuff came out. She's just talking about crack, so since she brought it up. No, this is way before that came out. Anybody that knows what I'm talking about knows what I'm talking about. All right, so, so I said I stopped, right? So I stopped, okay? So then what I started doing was uh, using it inside of, uh, well, since this is legal now, I guess I could mention marijuana, right? Using it inside of marijuana. So, so, so what I would do is I still had to cook it up, right? Break it down and then put it inside of marijuana. But I'm telling myself I'm doing something different. Am I? Why am I not doing that different? Because it's the same stuff going in my body, right? Yeah. Same poison, yeah. right? Yeah. So in our culture, they, they, they put it in edibles now, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so, oh, it's definitely innocent now because it's edible. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Same stuff. Was somebody said something? Gummies. You said gummies? Yeah. Oh, you said gummies. <laughs> Look, these are the older, the older people in the church said gummies. Go figure. I don't know why they so hip on them. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, whether it's gummies, edibles, is it still going in your body? Yes. <laughs> it's allowed, yes. <laughs> right? Right? All right, all right. Stay with, stay, stay with me. I'm just talking about buying the line deception, okay? Right? So the scripture says this, that, uh, all right, or, or let's, let's, so we're talking about disobedience opens the door. Disobedience dismisses the Holy Spirit, which then opens the door for torment, right? Because the scripture says this, it tells us the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to, okay, let's go to 2 Corinthians 10. It's not fair to y'all, I just keep, because it's good to uh, read it for yourself. And then I have this habit, just quoting scriptures. Second, Timid, Second Corinthians 10. Hey, if you don't have any scriptures to be your friend, this is going to be your friend. It's going to help you to get through getting your mind back. Help, help me get my mind back. I'll tell you right now. All right, so 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Okay? It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or fleshly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Right? This is high spiritual authorities or, or things that has, has, has uh, uh, bound us. Now, how do we do this? Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, right? So, so again, the weapons of my warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down, right, every imagination. So, so Pastor Mel was talking about this this morning when she was talking to me, Asia, like, you know, if, if, if you have a thought in your mind that's not in line with God, especially if it's negative, or if it's doubt, or if it's fear, right, you got to cast that down. Like, you can't let that stay in your mind. No, no, it can, because as long as it's sitting in your mind, eventually you're going to act on it. All right, so let's take this back. This is an old teaching. Uh, we were talking about renewing the mind, which I'm sure we'll talk about again around here at the church. And so when... when, when the, when they were tempted in the garden to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that tree is called the tree of reason. See, before they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, evil wasn't an option or consideration. 
So disobedience can't be a consideration. Adversary has no access to your mind. He's trying to get them to eat of the tree because now evil's a consideration. So now he has doubt. Double-minded now is a possibility, right? So now he'll have us get caught up into reason. This is what we do. You know, instead of obedience, we reason as if God's telling us to do something, now we're going to go in our head. What are you going in your head for? Take, start taking the steps. God said it, right? But, but we'll reason, which is, came from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, what happens is we've accepted Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He's, we've been bought with a price. Our life is not our own. Well, when we take on Christ, we take on the mind of Christ, Philippians 2.5, right? We take on the mind of Christ. Okay. All right. So that means for me to do something that's ungodly and evil, right? Now, how, how, because I have the mind of Christ now. <clears throat> Excuse me. So to do something that's ungodly evil, now I have to come up with reasons. Now, first, the adversary introduces the thought. But because I'm a Christian, I'm like, Man, I, can, I don't know if I could do that. So now what he does is he's, he says, okay, now you just need reasons. Now, these reasons build pillars in your mind. Hold the thought in there long enough until you act on it. No one wants to commit infidelity. Are you kidding me? But because of that tree, reasons which are called strongholds build pillars in your mind. Have you think on a thought long enough where you act on it? So God combat that with 2 Corinthians 10. He says, hey, as soon as the thought comes up, cast it down. Every high thing, anything that's coming against the knowledge of God, cast it down. Bring it into captivity to the obedience. Let, let that mind start to serve you again. Now you say, okay, all right, so, so it's to cast it down, but then there's another thing. Verse 6. We can't skip verse 6. Having the readiness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Like, what are we waiting on? Remember we talked about the message unrepentant sin? Repent. Now, repent, remember, it's not forgive me, forgive me, and move towards the sin. Right? That ain't, that, that ain't it, right? No, no, repentance is forgive me, and I'm turning away. So not only am I making sure the thoughts don't stay in my mind, I'm making sure I'm nowhere in the proximity of that disobedience. Do you see what, you understand what I'm saying? And it's, all it is is a step. Like, I can't go back in time. Like, I, I, I done done some dumb stuff. I can't go back there, but oh, I can make sure every step forward lines up with God. How about that? Amen. The scripture doesn't say turn away from sin to God. It says turn to God away from, that, from the idols. That kind of said it wrong the first time, right? So I turn to God. I seek ye first the kingdom of God. I take steps towards God. I don't go back, well, yesterday I just had an argument. I go, I go into the house of God, and I just keep moving forward, right? Because what I'm trying to flush my mind of that noise. Listen, I'm telling you, when I first started to come into the kingdom, the adversary had my mind, but I didn't know it. And the reason why I didn't know it, because I wasn't trying to escape. When I tried to escape, I, felt, I, I realized who have been occupying my mind the whole time. Yeah. See, y'all can think it's not you, but I'm telling you right now, and I had to like, I had to like cast out like that scripture. I, the reason why I can quote it, because I had to use it so much. Paranoia, uh, thinking the wrong thing, second guessing myself. I was like, what is wrong with me? Now I'm out there in the world, I never said what's wrong with me. While I'm hanging out there, I'm just got, I call myself having fun, even though I'm running in quicksand. But since it was activity, I figured I was doing something. The whole time, I never said, what's wrong with me? 
Now I try to live for God. I'm like, what's wrong with my mind? Why am I, why am I paranoid? Why am I hearing voices? Because the adversary wants to torment me. He don't need me crossing over into where I'm trying to help lives. And so I had to cast down every imagination. Medication wasn't going to do that because medication also brings in hallucinogens. Guess what? You're going to be paranoid even more. They, they, what are you trying to tell? I ain't trying to tell you nothing. I just told you the truth. Now, you make your own choices. We're trying to get the pastor. Pastor tell me I'm telling you to cast down all imagination. <laughs> That's what I'm telling to tell you. <laughs> See, this is the thing. Our weapons are not carnal, fleshly. Proving ourselves, defending ourselves, you know, isolating ourselves. That ain't never helped nobody. Right? See, see, <laughs> if we don't know we're in a war, you won't know what prayer, what, the, what, what, what are you praying for? If you don't know you're in a war, what are you praying for? Like, but when I understand that there's a spiritual war, I know exactly what I'm praying about. See, I'm not allowing any spirits to come around me. So now I'm not just trying to be around people because they're cool or because I like them or because they're family. I'm watching the spirits I expose myself to. And some of us have been so uh, casual with that, we've exposed our children to spirits. And we don't even like, we're just, just totally oblivious. And, and this is not a put down, this is a step up. We can't keep doing this because we're allowing torment, and that's, that's dangerous. All right, and I remember we talked about the hierarchies the other week, so I, I just want to make sure I remind us about the hierarchies. So I said, like, there's, there's, there's different, different levels, different devils. All right, different levels, different devils. Um, and so if you, if, you, if you, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil, so he comes into a town. And he, he heals the people in the town. But what Jesus said he was here to do, destroy the works of the devil, right? So he comes in and, you know, he sees people sick. He, out of compassion, he said he was moved with compassion. He's healing folk. But if you read through, Jesus goes, and we'll get into specifics uh, next week. I'll give you all the, all the chapter and verse. He says, uh, he said, man, man, let's go to the other side. But he's saying, let's go to the other side, intentional. Jesus didn't waste no time. He's saying, let's go to the other side, because he's like, we'll be here all day with this. The devil don't wreak havoc in this town. He says, so Jesus is wise. I'm not just going to try to heal one person at a time. And I'm sure not going to be messing around with these little corporal uh, demons that's here. Let's go to the headquarters. So he goes to, uh, I believe it's Garginians or Gar, I'll, I'll get the right pronunciation of the town. And soon as he shows up, he was met with a guy that had a legion in him. How do we know? Because he said, who are you? He says, I am legion. Well, it was 2,000 demons in him. How do you know it's 2,000? When he cast them out, he cast them into 2,000 pigs. Goes, cast that demon out. Let's read the scripture for yourself. Then he says, let us go back to the other side. He went back to where he came from. That's why the young lady got healed when she touched him with his garment. He had already been in the town. Everything was intentional. If you start to walk through the scripture, Jesus was destroying the works of the devil the whole time. And then and his last thing he did to totally destroy everything was on the cross. So we're living this life. And we said, you know, hey, hey you know, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. All things become new. I want to be like Christ. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Well, 
What's, what demonic activity are we destroying? What works are we destroying? You remember, remember the sons of Sceva, we cast you out in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. Jesus we know, Paul we know, but who are you? Now, why would they have known him? Because he would have been shaking things up in the spirit realm, binding and loosing all the time. They knew Jesus because Jesus is binding and loosing all the time. They knew Paul because he was binding and loosing all the time. It wasn't just Jesus. They're like, who are you? Man, you ain't even sniffed the spirit around. Man, they jumped all on them. This is what's happening. Demons are punking a lot of our lives. They just walking up in our lives with debt. They walking up in our lives with, with poverty, with fear, insecurity, just walking up in the crib. You having a good day. And they done created an argument in your house. It wasn't your spouse. It was that demon. But, but when it happens, do you bind and loose the demon? Do you plead the blood of Jesus over your house? Or do you kick that person in the head? Oh, you don't speak to them for months. Oh, that really works. Divide and conquer. A house divided can't stand. It happens in churches. Demons aren't in the church. Jesus walked into the synagogue and unclean spirits, right? In the, in, in, the, in the synagogue, inside of a person. Why was he so comfortable? But he wasn't comfortable when a man of God came in that had, had something in him that shook up everything, not just in the natural, in the spirit. We said we love our families. Are we going into the spirit realm making sure we got dominion and authority so our families are protected. When we don't have time to go deeper into things of God, do you realize you can't go deeper in the spirit either? And you realize your prayers are weak. When you sin, do you think like your prayers is like really reaching heaven? The Bible says God doesn't hear the prayer of the sinner. John 9, 31, I didn't make that up. Oh, there, see, there ain't nobody perfect. Stop. Stop with the nobody perfect. Stop, please. Because we can choose to do things. Some of us have been covering our mistakes and looking bad for 25 years, but never gave up on it because nobody's perfect. Hiding masterfully, but never said, well, I don't know why I'm hiding, man. Nobody's perfect. They're going to find me. They're going to find out who I really am. We ain't doing that. But why when it comes to the things that God has told us we can do, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I work in you to willing to do my good pleasure. All you got to do is stay connected to me because apart from me, you can do nothing. It's things he's told us we can do through him. It's, oh, here we go. Nobody's perfect. But the Bible says, though, they that are the sons of God does not commit sin. That's 1 John. We can't keep excusing the things that's allowing this torment in our mind. All these things are causing torment. And we can, you know, I don't know if I'll get deep into it, but since it came up and I didn't have it in my notes, I look at my mom. So I've never had, I never had a mother in some relationship with her. So I ended up with foster, in foster care because of her, her and my dad's divorce. When I returned back, well, I won't say when I returned back because I turned back to my family, I was... 14. But I, I, I think the first time I connected with my mom, I was 15. She didn't say nothing. Next time she, she was 25. My mom was just dealing with schizophrenia since I've known her. You're talking about a talented person, gifted person, but the pain of a relationship took her mind. 
Now, we'll talk about some other things, too, because some mental illness is, 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 is directly connected to spiritual things. Like, unforgiveness is an incubator for schizophrenia and mental illness. So my mom was not forgiving my dad. And I, we tried all types of stuff. I'm not putting my mom down. What I'm saying is, like, through the process, I rarely heard anybody talk about warfare, talk about binding and loosing. Oh, we need to bind and loose some stuff up in here. Or, hey, we need to intercede for the spirit there. But when I first came into my mom's life, I saw a collection of medication like this. And each thing created a symptom. And I remember telling the lady, I said, oh, so this, this is, how long will she be on this? And she said, what do you mean how long? I said, no, I asked you the question, how long? She said, oh, no, she's going to be on this for almost like forever. I said, oh, no, we got to do something different about this. I said, how, how, how are you, you, you people got to be crazy. Because each year, she's going to need another medication for another symptom. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is dangerous. Do, do, do you realize it's dangerous? But we don't have to. Don't feel bad for me. It, it, it made me, I actually did, and hopefully we'll have time to get into this. I did a lot of research spiritually, what connects to mental illness. I worked in social services for years too, so that helped. But, and I was like, whoa, ain't nobody tell me this. We don't have to be tormented. Our answers is in that book. But you can't go into the book but hang out in the world. You're not going to, your, your, your lenses will be skewed. You won't be able to see clearly. It's a setup. You can't drink of the world and hear from the spirit. You can't smoke of the world and hear from the spirit. Listen, you want to drink, you want to smoke. I don't agree with it. That's on you. But don't think you're going to be hearing from God. Now, you're going to tell yourself you heard from God. <laughs> Man, God told me, that wasn't God. That, w- that wasn't the almighty God. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Now, now you, hey, how you know? Because I was there. I was an active participant. And so, 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 so again, why are we, we going to spend this time? Supernatural restoration. This is the vision for this year, right? Well, well, they don't make a difference for us to get restored. Everything, yeah, we got our homes, our, car, our cars, you know, our marriages is back together, and we don't have our minds? You don't have nothing if you don't have your mind. The Bible says, what profit a man to gain the whole world to lose his soul? Within your soul is your mind, will, emotions, intellect, and imagination. It's where you make your choices. And the adversary keeps letting you go on things that you obtain while he's taking your mind. Right? Do you understand? Like we need, do you know the best Christian struggles with holding on to their mind? All right, this is not a negative, but how many people find themselves overthinking a lot? Yeah, just that's kind of overthinking, right? And then sometimes you just want to settle in. He'll keep, he keep, he'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Remember we talked about this last week, that the key to this thing is peace. The adversary is trying to take away your peace. That's why Jesus said, my, my peace I leave with you. Right? He's trying to, because if he takes away your peace, I mean, you ever just, you ever just are enjoying even a relationship and you find yourself looking over your shoulder? You know, like, you know, like, what's going to happen? You know, 
or you finally get the job you wanted and you, you, you're thinking it's about to, they're going to find out. <laughs> you know, they're they going to find out. They're going to find out I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, they hired you for who you were. They're training you to know what you're doing. Think about it, all the people that's been your supervisors for years and don't know what the heck they're doing. They kept their jobs. <laughs> all right. I almost got a cramp. Excuse me. Second. And funny. All right, so... So basic, basically, just um, re- realize, as we keep talking about this today, you know, I kind of float a little bit as opposed to giving you some of the detail that I had, but there's levels to this, and we want to really stay off the roller coaster. We want to stay off the, we want to stay off the roller coaster. Um, let's look at this. I want to give you a scripture. Uh... Luke 11. And this verse 14. And remember, we, we talked about there's different demonic levels, and at the highest level, the devil's disguised as an angel of light. Pastor Mel was talking earlier about the schemes. Uh, and so, so sometimes... Each level we go to, yeah, new levels, new devils, but they're a lot more deceptive, right? So you have to be lot, a lot more keen. You know, you have to be a, a lot, you have to be accurate because um, he can disguise himself as a supposed friend or an opportunity, right? I right, so, so it says he was casting out a devil and it was dumb, right? Couldn't speak. And it came to pass when the devil was gone out, the dumb spake. And the people wondered. I mean, the dumb man spake, and the people wondered. But some of them said, he casts out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. And others, tempting him, uh, sought of him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. You know, house divided, right? It says, and a house divided against against a house falleth, falleth, right? It says, if Satan also be divided against himself, if Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because ye say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? He says, therefore shall they be of your judges. But if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he cometh shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusted and divided the spoils. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathers not with me scattereth. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest. Finding none, he said, I will return to my house once I came out. Now, this is a person that had the wrong spirit, and it was cast out. That spirit, when it's cast out, is never, it was used to the home. So sometimes we wonder why we're going back and forth through things. Just because you cast them out, you can't relax. You got to keep it out. Right? And so he says, uh, uh, what is this? Uh, I will return to my house once I came. He says, and, and when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. So he finds that what was cast out, he finds out the, the vessel is still empty. And when he cometh, uh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Then, he go, then goeth he and taketh them seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there, and the, the last state of that man is worse than the first. 
I so, so look at the process here. So as we're processing through this, you're going to be in situations where we're either through prayer, either through uh, press, some things are going to be flushed out of your life. But you got to make sure when you flush things out of your life, you fill yourself up with the spirit. See, that demon understood when he came back. We've talked about this before. When he came back, he understood when he looked in that house, if it was filled with the spirit, I can bring a thousand demons. Ain't nothing I can do. Once he saw it was empty, he was like, cool. Just so I don't get kicked out again, I'm going to bring more support. And this is what happens in our lives when sometimes we go, but, you know, I'm praying. It seemed like I had it licked. Yeah, but, but we opened ourselves up back to the things that actually got us into being susceptible to the spirit in the first place. And then we excuse it on with these lines that the lies, I'm going to stop calling them lines, I'm calling them lies, that the adversary tells us, well, ain't nobody's perfect. Hey, don't worry about it. But come on. Like, for some of us, I mean, some of these young kids got some excuse. But some of us, we've been dealing with some stuff for a long time. So if not now, when? And when are we going to be honest about our, our choices? We're not talking about the adversary's attack. We're talking about our choices that open the door for him because he's seeking whom he may devour. So he can't just access anybody. Now you got to ask yourself, was that little bit of fun worth the torment? See, I didn't really say no name. I'm just saying let's look at it now. We can tell ourselves, hey, you know, you know I've been working all week. I'm just going to have a little bit of fun. Is it worth the torment? Okay, now you might say, well, you know, I do pretty good. I mean, everything's fine. Look at the people around you. Because what you expose yourself to, you expose them to. What about your family? What about your children? Is that little bit of fun worth the torment that they're going to go through? Listen, listen. If it's not, now I got, I got to grab a hold to God at every chance I get. I got to take advantage of everything that I'm exposed to so it can what? Flush out all that noise, right? I can't play with the things of God because lives are at stake. Like I don't play with the things of God because lives are at stake. First of all, all y'all lives, right? My family's lives. Like I, listen, so I deal, listen, there's people who don't even come around me because I'm, I'm about the word. I, listen, fine, but I'm not going to risk the people I love's lives just to be liked. No, I just won't be liked, right? And that's, that's but I've seen people run and realize, man, I'm so glad you didn't stop what you was doing just because I didn't want to embrace your truth. So, so we got to like, like we, there, there's a lot being set up for a lot of us going in 2024. It's, it, 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 it could be overwhelming, but it could be it could turn from a blessing to a curse if you open yourself up to the wrong spirits. Right? If you, if, if, but if, if, if you flush out all this noise right now, right? Cast down all imaginations. Flood, flood yourself with the word. Just take advantage of what God is exposing to you. We can break these chains of torment because the torment, or what we'll be talking about in the next few weeks, stuff that people just don't spend as much time we're talking about, but it's what people we're dealing with. So we come around people smiling, and we torment it. They'll be like, why don't they leave? Because they don't want to go home. That's why they leave. They ain't leaving. They don't want to go in that house because they torment it. Right? And we're trying to relieve people from the torment, Right? So now we don't, see, the devil tries to convince us to lie, but, but, and then he tries to get us to live a lie. We walk around living, lying. We don't have to, like, do you understand the peace in living in the truth? 
not having nothing to worry about, looking over your shoulder all the time, the adversary can't accuse you of stuff. It takes a process. Well, he's, listen, I used to couldn't even drive by a police officer without. <laughs> adversary in my head, hey, about to pull you over, brother. You know, is, is your license together? How many points you got? Like, you know, now I can, I, I can wave at the officer. How you doing, buddy? I ain't got no points. <laughs> I ain't doing nothing illegal. You know, my license is legit, not suspended. You know, like, like just, you know, like, you know, or you couldn't go around family, you know, like, like, because, oh, boy, I'm going to get the riot act because I didn't do this, 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 that, and the other. But who wants to live like that? When you could just walk in peace, you can come to platforms and let the Lord use you to save lives, okay? All right, stand your feet, that's all.